It is week 16 in Maseches Chagiga with the Sydney Colonel, sponsored in Nishmas in memory of Sarah Brindle by the Cheskel Halevi. We are holding the Gemara Dafta Asana with base four lines up in the narrow lines. We've been discussing Smicha, the law that a person, when he brings a sacrifice, has to lean down on the animal before the sacrifice is offered. And we said that it's prohibited, according to some views, on Yom Tov because Mishtamesh Babal Chai, because you're making use of the animal, you're leaning on the animal on Yom Tov, which is prohibited rabbinically. The Gemara says, from this discussion that we've been having, you learn from there, it must be that the smicha that a person has to do before he offers a korban has to be done with all of his strength. In other words, all of his strength, he has to fully lean down on the animal, and therefore he is subject to the prohibition of of the rabbinic prohibition of making use of an animal on Yom Tov. Because if you're going to tell me smicha doesn't need to be with all of a person's strength, then Micah Ovid, what exactly is he doing when he performs smicha that violates any rabbinic prohibition? Lismoch, let him lean down on the animal without pressing down with all of his strength, and therefore he'll be able to avoid the rabbinic prohibition of making use of an animal because he's not fully leaning on the animal. Therefore, the fact that you see that he can't do that shows you that really smicha does require you to lean your entire weight on the animal, and therefore that transgresses the rabbinic prohibition of Mishtamish Baval Chai, of making use of an animal on Yom Tov. The Gemara challenges this conclusion, Meisve. They challenged it from a brysa. The Torah says, Daber Bnei Yisrael v'samach. There's a pasuk in Vayikra. Speak to the sons of Israel. When a person among you shall bring an offering to Hashem, he shall lean his hands on the head of the Ola offering. Now, the phrase Bnei Yisrael normally means the children of Israel, but here the Brysa understands it to mean the sons, in other words, the men. So the Brysa says, Bnei Yisrael Somchin, Ve'en Bnei Yisrael Somchos. This teaches us that the males, the sons of the Jewish people, they perform smicha on their sacrifices, but the daughters of Israel, the women, they don't have to perform smicha on their sacrifices. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Shimon say, The daughters of Israel, in other words, the women, female Jewish women, have an option to perform smicha if they wish, but they're not obligated to. Amr Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Sachli Abba Elazar. Abba Elazar recounted to me the following incident. One time we had a calf that was a shlomim offering. And we brought it to the women's courtyard of the temple. And the women performed smicha on it. Normally smicha takes place in the in the Ezra's Israel, the Israelite courtyard, where the altar is, but women don't normally go into that courtyard, and therefore the animal had to be brought to the women's courtyard for a woman to perform smicha on the animal. And they did this, the bride continues, not because there is a smicha requirement for women, rather in order to give satisfaction to the women, in other words, to afford them the satisfaction of performing the mitzvah, even though they're not really commanded to do it. Now, the sacrifice in question belonged to these women, not their husbands, and therefore they were in line to perform the mitzvah of smicha. So the Bryce has told us, it would seem, that according to these opinions, women are not required to perform smicha, but if they wish to, they can. And here, indeed, in this story that was recounted in the Bryce of Barabiosi, it happened that the women came to the Ezra Shnashim and they, they, they performed smicha, not because they're required to perform smicha, but because in order to give satisfaction to the women that they should enjoy this mitzvah, even though they're not obligated to do it. Now, before we conclude the challenge from the Brysa, it's worth looking in Tosfus. Tosfus says at the bottom of the page, Pirishri, the Re, says from here, you see, and from other Gemaras, the Nashim Didon, women 
nowadays, in Bo's Lazar's Mitzvah Mangroma, if they come to perform a Mitzvah Mangroma, a positive time-bound Mitzvah, Sukkah, Lulav, Shofar, a Mitzvah that they're not really obligated to do on a biblical level because they're positive time-bound Mitzvahs, they can nonetheless, they can do them, and I want to make a bracha on them as well. We do not object. Women can come and do these mitzvahs. And not only that, but they can make a bracha on these mitzvahs, Tosfah says. Even though they're actually exempt. It's not considered to be a bracha a, a bracha in vain. And saying God's name in vain by saying a bracha. Saying Hashem's name when the women are not, women, women are not really technically obligated. Tosfah says, and this is the view brought by the Ramah in Ashkenaz communities. That the Ramah says the halacha is women, if they want to, they can take on these time bound positive mitzvahs and they can make a bracha on them. The Shulchan Aruch Paskin's not like that. The Shulchan Aruch, which is the generally speaking the Sephardi view, says that women cannot say a bracha on these mitzvahs. If they want to do the mitzvah, absolutely they can do the mitzvah, but they shouldn't say a bracha on them. And this is something debated for certain mitzvahs. It's brought in some of the Sephardi Paskin that for certain mitzvahs, women seem to have completely accepted upon themselves like a complete obligation. And even in Sephardi communities, the custom developed for certain mitzvahs that women can say the bracha on them as well. Back in the Gemara, the Gemara continues to explain its challenge from the Brice. If you think that smicha must be done with all of a person's strength, like Rami Bar said, Would we permit performing work with consecrated items, in other words, a sacrifice to give satisfaction to women when they're not really obligated? In other words, it's forbidden to perform work with a consecrated animal. If a person leans down on the animal with all of his strength, and he supports his weight on it, he's considered to have worked with it. So when the Torah requires smicha and it's an obligation, of course that's not a problem. We're obligated to, to do the mitzvah properly and we have to do smicha, even though that means we're performing work with the animal. But if women are not really obligated and we come to allow them to do it just so that they, they can feel that they've done the mitzvah, even though they're not obligated and we're allowing them to perform work with a consecrated animal by leaning all their weight on it, that surely can't be. So the Gemara says, perhaps you see from here that smicha does not require a person's full weight. Because if a person fully leaned their weight on it, then it would turn out that they were performing work with the animal. And if so, how could the women have been allowed to perform work with a consecrated animal when they're not really obligated to do so? So perhaps you see from here that smicha does not require a person's full weight. And that's why the women were given the opportunity to perform smicha. Because when a person doesn't lean their full weight on the animal, they're not considered to have done work with a consecrated animal. And that's why it was permitted. So perhaps you see from here that you do not need to use all of your strength to perform the mitzvah of smicha. So the Gemara rejects this proof. The Gemara says, Maybe really a person does need to use all their strength for the mitzvah of smicha on a korban. Ah, if that's the case, how could women have been allowed to perform smicha in this case when they're not really obligated? They told the women to rest their hands lightly on the head of the animal. In other words, they told the women, don't put your full weight on the animal, just Put, do like a token smicha, put your hands gently on its head. And therefore, that doesn't constitute working with the animal because the animal doesn't support the entire person's weight. But on the other hand, the women got a taste of the mitzvah of smicha. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, What happened in the Brysa? Abel Alza came along and said, Don't think that these women uh, are obligated to, to perform smicha. 
Rather, they, they were given the opportunity to perform a real smicha, but that's not because they were obligated. Rather, it was just to afford them the satisfaction of doing so. That's what he said in the Brysa. But if, in fact, these women didn't perform a true smicha, they just, just performed like a token smicha, he could have made his point more strongly. He could have said the smicha in this incident wasn't really smicha at all. Since he didn't say that, it seems evident from the, from the story that the women really did perform real smicha. So the Gemara answers, Am Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami says, Abba Elazar in the Brysa was trying to say one thing and another thing. Chada, first of all, you shouldn't conclude from this incident that women are obligated to perform smicha, because first of all, it wasn't really a real smicha at all. It was a token smicha. And further, and this is the part of the Brysa that we have the text in front of us, another reason, even what was done, even that token smicha was done only in order to give satisfaction to the women and not because there is any obligation for them to perform smicha. So the Gemara seems to conclude that smicha does need to be performed with, a, with all of a person's strength and seems to conclude that women who are not obligated to perform smicha are actually forbidden to do true smicha because doing true smicha for them who are not obligated would amount to working with consecrated animals and for someone who's exempt from the mitzvah of smicha they're not allowed to they're not allowed to do this type of work with consecrated animals someone who is obligated to perform smicha of course they're allowed to do so but someone who's not obligated they're not allowed to do it out of choice if it's going to transgress the prohibition of working with a consecrated animal even those that permit women to perform smicha, Rabbi Yosin and Rabbi Shimon, they only allow it as a token smicha just to put their hands gently on the head of the offering. And even then the rabbis seem to dispute them. Now the Gemara doesn't give the reason for this. The Mepharshim explain the rabbis prohibit this either because it gives the impression of working with consecrated animals or because they understand that when the Pasuk excludes women from the mitzvah of smicha, it doesn't mean that they, that they can't. It means they really shouldn't perform smicha. They actually actively shouldn't. And therefore, even if they wish to, they should not do so. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.